Welcome to the Astute Insights Podcast, your quick dose of business inspiration with easily implementable tips to expand your business. I'm your host, Suna Walkham, founder of Astute Administration Services, where our mission is to empower business owners around their finances by removing confusion, doubt and anxiety and replacing it with clarity, direction and focus. This podcast is an extension of that to include interviews with key persons of influence to share their insights into creating and building a successful business. Sit back, relax or better still, take notes and enjoy this episode. Morning, and today's guest on the podcast, we have Jake Bocock from One Global Logistics, who is a business development executive. Welcome to the podcast, Jake. Thank you very much, Serna. Thanks for having me. That's all right. I wanted to um, bring you on here today because uh, obviously freight um, importers, exporters are having uh, a lot of issues at the moment. There's challenges. It's a real focal point for anyone that is in that industry. So I thought we'd get you on, talk about maybe the top three challenges that you're seeing and yeah, sort of unpack why they're happening and maybe give us a bit of insight, you know, into how business owners can try and best manage it for themselves. So I might start if you wanted to kind of introduce yourself and how uh, you went on your sort of freight journey and ended up at One Global. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you're right. There is, there's a lot of challenges going on uh, in the industry at the moment. Um, myself, I basically, I started a uh, project management degree at uni um, and then when that degree was pulled out, uh, we basically had to make a decision on which degree to swap to. Um, I ended up choosing uh, logistics and supply chain management um, and yeah, I kind of, I really enjoyed the challenges that were behind it. Uh, at the time, there was not a lot of, uh, not a lot of people looking at doing it either. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big, a big point of why I jumped into it. Um, I went and did a, basically an apprenticeship or an internship up in Brisbane for two years. Um, working with a multinational, a German-based multinational up there. And then I had, obviously I was doing the commute from the Gold Coast to up into Brisbane. And then I was given the opportunity to come down here um, and work with a bit more of a boutique style freight forwarder. Um, yeah. Bit less, yeah, a bit less corporate, which I I enjoy on certain levels. Um, and yeah, I jumped at it. So yeah, I've been working with One Global now for, for two years now. Um, yeah, it's 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 been very challenging. It's probably the toughest time in the industry. The toughest time the industry's seen in it's probably since the Spanish flu, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, with all of the the issues that that are around. So, um, but yeah, keeps us on our toes, and um, as long as you can adapt, you survive. Yeah, good one. Um, you said that it's a boutique firm, but you do um, a lot. There's a lot. You know, it's not just sort of the freight forwarding. Do you want to give us a rundown of the services um, that you offer, and then what's yeah. sort of your niche or what area do you most enjoy? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we probably like to look at ourselves as kind of in the middle. Um, we're not. We're definitely not a small forwarder, but we're definitely not the likes of a forty office worldwide uh, multinational mm-hmm. either. Um, but yeah, correct. We can offer all the services that the multinationals do. We go from start to finish with a. We can pick up um, in any origin country, do an export clearance then put onto um, either a boat or onto the plane and, and look after the freight side of it. Once it gets here, we could do obviously the customs clearance and final delivery, but we also look at, you know, we do warehousing, um, we do three peels, we can do reviews of your current supply chain from start to finish. Um, we deal with the insurance side of it as well. Um, so yeah, like definitely, I, although we're not the multinationals of those big guys, we like to, to stand up next to them and yeah, we definitely like to compete with them for sure. Yeah, awesome. Um, so let's jump into it with our issues or the challenges at the moment. So I guess the biggest pushback from people that are importing at the moment is the cost. Um, it's yeah. gone through the roof. What's your, um, what, what has it doubled? Is it more than double at the moment? Where's it kind of sitting? Yeah, definitely. So um, 
it depends. It obviously, it all depends on um, the trade lanes, mm -hmm. so the origin and destination. But yeah, absolutely, we're seeing unprecedented rates at the moment, um, and they were unprecedented 50% ago, and they've, yeah. they've continued to grow. So, um, you know, we're having issues with space. We're having issues with uh, port congestion and all of the, and even COVID. COVID has a very large impact on that as well. Um, because it just everything along the supply chain is costing more, including the shipping lines, um, the terminals, trucking, yeah. everything is costing a lot more. So those charges, uh, they do have a domino effect on, on the client and then obviously the end consumer. But yes, we, there's definitely issues with the, rate, the freight rates at the moment. Well, there are let's talk about the port congestion then. Like what causes the port congestions? What's the start or what is the start of these issues that cause this flow and effect? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the port congestion, um, originally, definitely can come down to COVID yep. for sure. Um, when the major ports in China and, and obviously the rest of the world, they all started to have massive outbreaks on these terminals, and they would shut those terminals mm -hmm. and shut those ports. Um, obviously, you know you have boats that are waiting to be unloaded, you have boats waiting to be loaded and go out, and again, there's a domino effect. So um, everything that was shut down because of that, the process had to be you know flipped on its head. Yeah. So and we haven't recovered from that. We still haven't recovered from that since the start of since, since the start of COVID. Yeah. Have you seen any um, like new businesses emerging from this, like that are starting to import? Because yeah, um, I, not um, I wouldn't say new businesses. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out over the last you know twelve to twenty four months and say, hey, you know, I'm really interested in, in starting an import business. And my my recommendation or my advice at the moment is, is to wait. Yeah. Um, I would not be jumping in on anything that involves importing at the moment because the cost is just, it's just ridiculous. It really is, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Um, the guys that, the, the, my clients that really, really saw um, benefit from, from COVID, I hate to say, but from COVID was the e-commerce clients. E-commerce yeah. um, e clients and also a lot of outdoor activity clients because okay. of the idea and anything that, that, was, that was basically getting you out of the house. So your, your caravans, your surfboards, um, yeah. all of those kind of commodities and those kind of, those clients, they just saw huge growth. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of them were quite actually worried at the start of COVID and they've actually seen it. I hate to say this, but they've actually, they've benefited from yeah. it. There's a, I, I think the businesses that benefited from it up until this point, I think it's from here on in that we're going to see the challenges hit those businesses because supply is getting hard. You know, my husband does a, has a pressure cleaning business and our supply now, again, we're one of the lucky ones that his business during COVID um, grew. But now we're starting to see the short supply um, of products into Australia. So I think we're going to see this effect at the end when hospitality sort of starts to open up. So it's just that pendulum Absolutely. swinging. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think even any of the guys, even though the, the infrastructure industry is still quite, is quite large in Australia, it's, they're all seeing the, the issues of the raw materials. There's no yeah. raw materials to make things. You can't get timber, you can't get stone, you can't get glass. Um, and then to add to that, you have the issue of a lack of equipment. You have a lack of containers and the and the raw materials that are that are needed to get those containers made. There's yeah. there's massive delays on the containers being made. Yeah. Uh, I was going to talk to you about that because um, we had that down as a topic is the the lack of equipment. Like so, mm. that starts from containers being held up at ports and needing more correct. containers. Essentially, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah correct. So we uh, like coming from Australia's point of view. Um, throughout when COVID first started, uh, Sydney port the, the terminals in Sydney didn't uh, they didn't handle what they probably should have been able to handle and due to that there was a lot of empty containers that stayed here yeah. um, and that has a massive domino effect on the, the entire industry because uh, a, a quite large 
majority of the shipping lines that would come from China and offer services from China into the main ports of Australia pulled those services because they weren't getting those containers back. Yeah. Um, so that, again, affects rates, it affects space, it affects delays, it affects everything because the, the, the less services that we have on offer that are coming into Australia, the more you're going to pay for those premium services yeah. that do offer it. Um, the lack of equipment is, is still a major issue. You can drive through Sydney and, you know, their, their empty container yards are, they're stacked to the brim. You know, there's containers just sitting out on the outside, on the outskirts. Um, okay. There's, yeah, it's, it's. So it's, what's it's the issue with getting issue. them back or just that we're not, we're not have the there is, there is, there is an issue. The biggest issue is the port congestion here okay. as well. Um, yeah. So the containers are coming in. We're taking quite a while to get them unpacked and we're getting, taking a while to get them dehyde or returned to those yeah. empty container yards. And due to that, there is obviously a lot less going back to China than there was um, pre-COVID. So um, the Australian trade is bringing, still wanting to end it, you know, it's still booming and wants to bring in all this cargo from China, but it's it's not the same going yeah. back. Um, so it, it is slowly getting better. It was, it was definitely like, that's probably one thing of the industry that actually is starting to see a, a, a bit more of a, an advantage, um, yeah. but yeah it's it's still a major issue and still definitely coming out of china you, you don't you don't say no to a container anymore there's definitely yeah. a lot of um under the table payments and things being happening over there with shipping lines so that they can get so we can get a container yeah. um but it's just it's something you have to do yeah well wasn't it recently that japan shut down for two weeks or 10 days or something like that yeah so it's 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 not just japan it's 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 all over the place okay. um a lot of different countries have been have been completely ravaged by COVID. india is probably um, the first that I think of being ravaged, they were a very strong economy. We had a lot of cargo coming out of India with a lot of clients that yep. were bringing cargo out of India, and that's really struggling now, um, yep. really struggling. Um, the biggest thing, obviously, is when China is a it's, it's a monster, so they don't shut down. When it comes to economy and it comes to international freight, they, they don't shut down for anything. And um, when their terminals started to be shut, that was when we really, that's when you see, you know, if, if a Shanghai terminal shuts for three days, you know, that, that the flow on effect for that can last a month. Yeah. Um, the port congestion, the delays, the boats that just sit in Shanghai and wait to be loaded. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's devastating. It is devastating for the industry, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. So it is sort of coming down to COVID. Is that lessening now or is it um, still, it's still pretty ripe overseas, isn't it? Like it's... Yeah, it's, it's a funny conversation to have because obviously everyone's um, copped the excuse of, uh, it's due to COVID. Yeah. So I think um, people don't like hearing that, that, that COVID is still causing issues. But yeah, absolutely. Um, China is, obviously China is still having huge outbreaks. Um, yeah. Just last week, we had another terminal just completely closed because they have one or two cases and they're closing terminals. Whereas that never happened. Even when the Spanish flu was around, China stayed open, like no yeah. matter what. Um, and so, yeah, definitely COVID is still, is pretty rife. Um, you know, you've still got your Indonesia, your Malaysia, your Vietnam, um, as I said, India, they're, they're all still very heavily affected. So um, I think over here, we do forget that, yeah. um, that there is still a fairly big impact from, from this virus. And we um, import a lot, globally. like Australia imports a lot of its products. We're not overly self-sufficient as a whole ecosystem, are we? Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Even like a lot of your, a lot of the products that we're buying that are Australian made come from imported goods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're massive. We, we, we try out the, 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 the relationship between China and Australia um, from an import perspective is very important to our economy. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's important to their economy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are people's options? I don't know whether they've got many alternatives um, available to them, but what are their options 
uh, for getting their freight any quicker, um, but then also what is the best way for business owners that do import to make sure they're not getting, you know, ripped off or missing, uh, you know, not not that their order isn't missing opportunities to get them onto a container, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the market is, it's, it's always been very competitive and, and has been quite flat in history. Um, most of the providers being a multi, either whether you're a multinational or a boutique forwarder, you can get pretty close with the rates wise. It's all about the relationships that you have overseas mm -hmm. and with the shipping lines. So you do, as a, as a business owner, if I was to put myself in their shoes, you, you should go and go to the market. You should go yeah. and, and test what's out there, get your supply chain reviewed. Um, yeah. Just because you've been with someone for 10 years doesn't mean that they've got the best option for you. And at the end of the day, um, the way things are going, you need to, to see if there's other options. But the number one um, the number one recommendation that I give to any importer is book early. Um, okay. The earlier you book, the more power and negotiation you have on getting space and the earlier you can lock in a rate as well. So the rates are definitely, um, they're, they're still increasing bi-weekly, um, but you definitely need to get in early. So. I, if I was importing, I would definitely be allowing my agents at least three weeks in advance of when the cargo will be ready. Okay. Um, if, if you're trying to make a booking when the cargo is ready, you will be forced to wait and you'll be forced to pay a higher rate. Yeah. Okay. Good tips. Um, I read because uh, a business, a client of ours, uh, does Australian-made gifts and sends them overseas. Uh, that the news recently is that the US have stopped um, postage to Australia. What do you think that effect will have on forwarding? It's quite early to say. Um, mm -hmm. The idea of the idea of freight forwarding is is quite. Um, it is quite different from those from that packaging courier, yeah. courier idea. Um, so I don't think it will have a major effect effect on large scale importing as such. But I also don't you, you don't know how long that's also no. last. Like it's things like this happen quite often. Um, yeah, and I just thought maybe there might be more people than that you know say from the US that do sell to Australia. You know through postage. You know through their means yeah, may definitely. also now want to try and get onto you know container ships or other sort of things. So. You know, an already sort of challenging industry might get a bit more of an overload from this. I don't know. Like, I mean, they're yeah. probably smaller affected, but it could. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. Everything, every drop in the ocean will affect the industry in some way, for sure. Um, to to see to see the, the the scale of how much that affects is yeah. is kind of something you have to wait it's and see. At the sense, it's probably still a bit early, but. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like it's 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 an issue that we have to watch. It's an issue that the, as an importer you have to watch. And again, as an end consumer, you have to watch. I was going to say that. Um, what do you think cost. for the end consumer come Christmas time? Like I think prices are going to. We're already seeing prices starting to go up for you know your general products. So I can imagine that's Absolutely. just going to. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, Christmas is going to be expensive this year for sure. <laughs> um, the inflation that we're going to that we're expecting to see um, is going to be quite substantial. Um, where yeah, I would I would be buying Christmas presents now, if not last month at yep. the moment, because we by November, by early December, we expect to see rates that are unprecedented on you know just even your your fruit and veg. Um, yeah. We everything that everything that involves a truck or an, or a boat or a plane, um, all of it is going to be very very expensive. Mm -hmm. And when you look at toys, the the cost of toys is going to go through the roof. It's just going to be it's going to be. It's going to be a very scary Christmas for, for some families, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, as I said, you know, we sort of said, those people that 
weren't overly affected by COVID, I think are now going to get affected by it. Um, yeah. And I think it's very close to hitting the end consumer. Like I think the price increases are, are just starting to sort of flow out. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's the length of this is of how long this has been going on for as well. So, you know, um, our clients don't want to increase their prices for their for their for their customers, but. Yeah. You can only do that for so long. Yeah, you can only suck up that margin for a exactly, point in time yeah, until you yeah. need there's to update. There's only so much. There's only so much margin you can absorb before having to to pass those costs on. So, um, and we're the same. We're exactly the same. Like our margins remain the same, but our invoices seem a lot bigger. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and and our clients are the same. They're selling. You know, if you're selling a deck to an installer or a builder now, it's going to start being more, and then the builder has to charge the end customer um, a higher rate for sure yeah so if someone's looking to um you know do a review on their supply chain are they best to go to their current folder at the moment or to approach a different one to sort of get real feedback on where they're at yeah um i'm always open with my clients um you're like i i love to go to market um, yep. get a review um the rates can can differ a little bit more than they usually do you're, mm -hmm. you're best off going to a different freight folder and yep. seeing what they can offer you um However, you, like you do have to take into consideration the relationship that you've built with your current forwarder. Yeah. Um, especially if you go to a large multinational um, and you're not a large client, you probably yeah. won't be looked after to the extent that you will with your current forwarder or someone of the same size. Yeah. Um, you know, your relationships are everything. You know, we, we, we treat our clients, as, we try to treat our clients the same. However, you know, loyalty does. Um, oh, yeah. And that will come into effect when, you know, they're waiting at port. Like if you've got a good relationship with them, you're going to fight a little bit harder to get absolutely. that on. than Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's definitely freight forwarders um, will definitely have a focus on certain things. Every freight forwarder will tell you that their focus yeah. is customer service. But at the end of the day, the size of you dictates, you know, how much customer service you can offer your clients. Yeah. So, um, and, and you're dead right. You are dead right. It, the, the level of customer service directly um affects how much the your, the your customer service manager or your account representative or your yeah. business development manager will fight for you to one get you on board yeah. a vessel and then two obviously one when, when it comes through here you know they'll, yeah they'll and that's being brutally honest and i think what you've just said applies to all businesses um, you know it's the same for us those clients that we have a relationship with and the larger clients we obviously do more for and you know it, it does have that flow and effect and definitely building a good relationship um is key to that are your clients mostly based on the gold coast like do you do a lot of um you know face-to-face -face contact with them or have you got them kind of all over so um, myself yes um so i basically run from uh basically northern new south wales up to toowoomba area yep um but uh the company itself have we have offices in melbourne and sydney um in perth so it, it is quite widespread. Um, a lot of the, the different states focus on certain certain things as well. Yep. Perth's a massive project um, yep. office where they do um, high rises and a lot more um, bigger scale scope of jobs. Yep. Um, but yeah, myself, we've we, I haven't been affected too much yep. um, in in regards to seeing clients. Um, clients based in Sydney and Melbourne, obviously, yep. um, we haven't been able to see um, as much as I'd like. Especially new clients that we've brought on that have approached us throughout this COVID period. Mm -hmm. You know, we may have moved. 40, 30, 30, 40 containers for them already and we haven't even sat yeah. down with them yet. So, yeah, it's um, definitely a weird time. We've done the same thing, taken on clients yeah. that I still, you know, I've spoken to over the phone and emails, but, you know, haven't met. And it's a weird kind of feeling. I mean, you, you're looking after them, but you really don't have that, I don't know, true connection, I guess. So I think it's, I think it's, it's it, it, you really feel how weird it is when you do meet them. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like I speak to you every day for the last 12 months and now we're yeah. just kind of sitting down for a coffee. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, 
everyone's everyone's feeling it. Everyone, no matter where you go, the, the freight industry, as, as from a freight forwarder's point of view, everyone's feeling the same issues yeah. and and facing the same challenges. It's just about um, it's about trust. It is. It's about trust as much as that as much as that's hard to, to have. Yeah. Um, and do and do your own education. Do your own research. Um, learn about the industry. Learn about what's going on. Um, learn about the issues and the, and, the, and the rates increasing. But yeah, talk to your freight forwarder as early as you can about every order and you should see quite a substantial amount of benefit from that. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for talking to us today. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, we deal with a lot of clients that are import products and, you know, we've seen the increases and, you know, they've come to ask us for advice help, I guess, because we do cash flow reporting and um, you have helped out a few of our clients, which is why I wanted to get you on. You are brutally honest. Um, so thank you very much. I'm going to finish off with some rapid fire questions. So I don't want oh. you to think about them. Excellent. I want you to answer them straight away. Current book you're reading. Uh, I'm actually going back through the Harry Potter series. Oh, nice. Your worst habit. Um, biting my nails when I'm nervous. Okay. Yeah. Favourite quote? Uh, diamonds are formed under extreme pressure. Yeah, that is awesome. And the best thing that happened to you during COVID? That can be business or personally. Um, we bought our first house. So oh, that's be, that's awesome. You've got to celebrate that. Awesome. And how will you be spending the weekend, Jake, since we are on the Gold Coast and the weather's warming up? I actually have a 10-year reunion for uh, my high school that I have this Saturday, which makes me feel a lot older than I would have liked to feel. But, um, so, yeah, catching up with um, some, some guys from school and, yeah, have a few yeah. drinks and, yeah. That'll be awesome. No worries. Thanks for taking the time today to chat with us. No, thank you for having me, Sarah. Always a pleasure. No worries. See ya. Bye. That concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and scored yourself a takeaway that you can implement into your business. If you need a recap, our show notes are on our website that will have all the links you need. Just go to astuteadmin.com.au and navigate to the podcast section of the main menu. You may also like to hit the subscribe button to hear the latest episodes of successful individuals when they land. Hope you can join me on the next one.